You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. And so a positive finish for the JSC today. Uh, the first positive finish for the week. In fact, uh, following uh, marginally lower days on Monday and Tuesday, we've got uh, David Shapiro of Assessment Securities uh, for more on what moved money. So I feel like it wasn't really about the JSC today, uh, David. It was about the RAND. And I just want to uh, talk about the extension in the losses of the RAND against the US dollar in today's session and how much was as a result of uh, the panic trading that happened over in Turkey. Um, it, it's very difficult to call the RAND. I think that there is pressure on emerging markets at the moment. Uh, we're coming under pressure. I think Turkey has making some contribution to it. But I think it's still largely um, a dollar story. You know, the last week or so, rates in the U.S. have been creeping up, uh, pushing up. Um, I, also, Fizzy, I don't think we can ignore the results that are coming out our way and the uh, the references to what's happening in our economy. You know, our, um, result after result is drawing attention to the huge cost of load shedding and and other consequences as well. And uh, it's something that has to be addressed. So I think there's a combination of all these factors that has taken the RAND to where we are at somewhere around 17, I think 75 at the moment. So pretty weak. Um, yeah, just, yeah. Um, it, in fact, it, it, it's uh, tiptoeing around 17.80 to the US dollar, yeah. slowly encroaching on that 18 uh, rand. Let's talk about that uh, load shedding bill then. I mean, Pick and Pay being the latest retailer, uh, telling us about the millions that it's uh, spending on backup power diesel just to make sure yeah. that uh, we can we can shop at its stores, yeah. essentially, 346 million rand. I mean, yeah. someone has to pay yeah. for that eventually. Yeah. Probably won't you be know what? Come. <laughs> do, do you know what's all? It's, it's not only what the cost is, it's affecting consumers as well. And this is... People are, first of all, their whole lives are being disrupted, so they're not shopping, uh, or it's difficult for them to shop. Uh, the other is that they, they're shopping less because they're scared of, uh, of a load shedding, putting fresh food in the fridge, which will then go Wastage. off. And so on, yeah. So, so that's also a, you know, a big problem. So massive amounts are being spent. And they're not the first company to report this, but... The difference is that they were expecting flat earnings. It's been a difficult year, but the huge cost that they're having to bear because of load shedding is is obviously going to tilt them uh, perhaps into negative uh, negative territory. And that's why the shares were down in around about 7.5%. So I think for businesses, it's very, very tough for them to trade out of this. They want to, they want to keep the shops open, so therefore they've got to... Uh, you know, they've got to pay for the diesel. And they make a very good reference as well, saying that, you know, these generators were not meant to to operate hour after hour. So you're starting to see repairs there as well. But this is not, it's not unique to uh, pick and pay. I think you're going to get more and more companies coming out with very similar uh, reports. Yeah, I mean, even uh, around uh, three days ago, we were had a story on MoneyWeb about uh, shop rights. Uh, yeah. diesel bill, a billion rand, about a billion rand it spends on uh, diesel uh, each year yeah. or in the past yeah. year as as a result yeah. of load shedding. And my thing is, I mean, ultimately we do know that uh, companies have to recoup their costs from somewhere. Yeah. And I'm saying where is that where? 
Should we they, brace ourselves for paying even more for food? Yeah, it's coming out of their profits. I think they're bearing the cost. Um, to a point, I think, I think you're going to have to look at uh, a lot of retail uh, uh, property companies as well, REITs as well, because um, they also have to supply the center and whether they can actually get back what they pay from some of the tenants, you know, without sinking them uh, is, is also a question. But smaller businesses are going to feel it more. You know, those who cannot afford to keep the generator going at these kind of levels and nor, you know, manufacturing businesses, nor can they afford to uh, put in the heavy cost of like solar. The, the other point that Pay mentions is, well, it's affecting production. You know, therefore, we can't get the goods we want to sell, you know, food production will be disrupted. So it, it's multifaceted what's happening. It's not, you know, it's not merely uh, you're stopping trading. There are, all as- there are a whole lot of aspects to it. Sapi, uh, also a yes. big loser today. Let me look at that stock price. That stock price down 10%. So it, it was the second biggest loser of the day. And I found this interesting because uh, while they did say that their volumes were lower, they, their sales were lower this time around, uh, profits were up. Yeah. They could charge more. So what was the concern around SAPI? I, their outlook was, um, you know, their outlook was cautious. Um, they were expecting a very difficult second quarter. Um, what happened, to try and put it in very simple words, is that um, customers have stocked up have built up huge inventories, you know, concerned that they wouldn't access that during the COVID times and also during uh, the supply chains were disrupted. So now the customers have, have stocked up and now have to use all of that stock and therefore it's going to affect demand. So um, they, they had very good year and they had a very good, um, you know, last year or the last quarter, meaning not 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 comparing year with year, but rather month with month or quarter with quarter. Uh, they didn't meet the same kind of uh, record levels, and they they have reduced debt. So I'm surprised that the market hammered them as hard as they did because mm-hmm. it was a it was you know, a fair excuse. Listen, things are going to be tough. People overstocked. Got to work down the inventory levels, but uh, expect things to come back. I think they also mentioned that pulp prices are coming down because of. Uh, coming out of uh, Latin America or excess uh, production there. So um, that's SAPI. If you, want to, if you want to go to SAPI, these are the kind of, this is the volatility that you experience from quarter to quarter. You never know what's going to happen in the next quarter. Yeah. I've never seen the extent of volatility or a big swing, if we uh, put it in simple terms, uh, for coronation yes. as I saw mm. today. Closing down 11%. Mm. You're clearly worried about how coronation has fallen on the wrong side of the tax law in South Africa, potentially. Just your take on that story from an investment point of view. Well, we don't know the backdrop. Okay, so they won the original case. So that, and it's only when SARS took them to appeal that they lost in the Court of Appeal. So I don't think, you know, I think there, there might have been fair, uh, it might have been a fair deal. What I'm trying to say is I don't think this was something, you know, dodgy. It's just that perhaps there was a misinterpretation. 
Now what's happened is they're going to the Constitutional Court, and the Constitutional Court might rule in their favor. We don't know. But as it stands now, the Court of Appeal has ruled against them. What it means is that it's, it, 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 they haven't given a number, but it seems to be a hefty number, the fact that they're going to forego the interim dividend or might have to forego it. But, Fifi, where it does come in is obviously if they lose this, then they will have to pay tax, you know, on foreign earnings, which they weren't up to now, or, or uh, there were some kind of uh, confession. So I think that is going to affect their profits ongoing from now on. You know, if if, yeah. if you had it, if, so I think I think there's we've got to know the numbers. We don't know the numbers, and they haven't disclosed that, which we'll we'll soon find out. But uh, what they have said is it's a fairly material number. You know, it's not a it's not a sure because if you look at their dividends, I think uh, the dividend uh, they pay something like about a four hundred to five hundred million dividend twice a year. So I think most of their profits go out in dividends. So it's it's going to be a big number you know, in the region of 250 to 500 million. Mm-hmm. I guess the broader question is uh, when uh, a company comes out with bad news uh, that uh, can affect its bottom line and uh, messy news, like in the case of Coronation and you see a stock finishing down 11%. Yeah. Given the yeah. pedigree that is the company, Carnation, I mean, it's the biggest listed uh, asset manager on the JSC. Do you look at an 11% drop as an opportunity to get in at uh, cheaper levels? Yes. Or do yes you wait no. and see how the yes story no. ends? Well, we don't know the story. You see, that's, that's why it might bounce back from this. We, we, that's why I'm saying we need the details to say, okay, what is it going to mean for your profits going forward? From your from your offshore earnings, are you going to be paying tax? How how damaging is it going to be? How damaging is this? Um, it happened. I don't think this is the first company that that uh, had a ruling. You know, sides have ruled against. I mean, there are many companies, but uh, they also might have to look at how they're accounting for their profits offshore and and what tax they pay. I I, okay. I you know I haven't. We've, you know, in the past, there are many tax dodges and we set up offshore companies, you know, in some strange jurisdiction and, and you channel your profits all over the place. I remember there was a famous case with Udaco and so on. Um, we've got to see what this means, you know, and the extent to which they went. But I think the fact that they won the first battle does kind of give them some confidence, you know, that they won in the Western Cape in the uh, tax court there. It was only okay. on appeal that they've lost. So, so you know, there's some credibility around that. Okay. So the scores one to Coronation and one also to SARS. If Coronation indeed does pursue the case further and takes it to the Constitutional Court for appeal, we'll, we'll have to see how that game ends. But, uh, David, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, David Shapiro, he is from Saspen Wealth. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.